Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Stephen, who who would be your dream manager or to a rap label? Yeah. Oh, rap label. Yeah, yeah. Or just mentor. Who's your dream mentor? Okay, if it if it goes sporting right wise, uh, wise, if it mixture of Sir Alex Ferguson and Jose Mourinho. <laughs> My goodness, these are good. These are good. These are good managers. Yeah, very good managers. <laughs> if we're going um, music wise, um, what's the guy that managed um, Michael Jackson? Managed or looked like or, arranged thriller. There's two different things. No. Who, who arranged thriller? Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah take a bit of Quincy. <laughs> Is it a cake, fam? Yeah, take, take a bit of Quincy. <laughs> yeah, like it's a portion of rice. <laughs> how do you not know? How do you, wait, first of, all, how, first of all, if you wanted to, to be your manager, how do you not know it's Quincy Jones? Yeah. No, it's a, a jet lag, innit? Stephen, for the first time, used correctly on this podcast. <laughs> for potential new listeners, can you please explain that joke? Hey, can't you see I'm coming to America? Like Eddie Murphy, I have not only come to America, but I've been to the other side and I've come back out a changed man. A change management. Oh, I can't wait to change. Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll definitely get on to that. I'm a Portland, I'm a Portland Timber now. <laughs> Sit down. I was I was yeah. hoping you'd catch a game out there, bro. Like MLS, NBA. From every night out was a game, fam. Hey Steven, Steven, did you spend time uh downtown in Portland? Downtown or uptown was it's not I was out here. Um, yeah, it felt pretty low, so I'd say I was downtown. Was, is there? Is the um, skies are full? Is that um, <laughs> that rooftop bar still there? Um, On top well, of the I hotel. Would... Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, but it was locked off. They wouldn't let us go. But my my room was on the fourteenth, and it was on the fifteenth, and they said that it was renovations. But we found another rooftop, um, so that which was which was nice vibes actually. A lot okay, of, um, love concrete and uh, dysfunction to see. Oh, I said Whoa, a lot hey. of concrete and dysfunction, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah no it's good to be uh, in in America oh America oh, we haven't even we haven't even started so what are we I don't even I've been away so long I don't even know what we're listening to uh, <laughs> very nice very nice where the fuck do I begin I like I like the quarterbacking that you're on see what I did there guys watch a lot of NFL <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man, if you're listening, you're listening to the Out Firm podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. Oh, in yeah. a building, across two buildings, for the first time in a long time, you've got myself, Key, next to Yaffa Fredora. 
He's yeah. just come back. Yeah, he's just He's just come from Paddle. Because no, no, do you see see what I did there? I mixed the names because Paddle and all of that is a is a mixture of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. Um over there in the plus three one operations, you've got Kwame and Steven, the boy from Portland. On a plus one team, fam. Really? All American. High school. That's how I roll, fam. What? Oh, this guy. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait the... to dive into this, man. I really cannot wait. No, but we we're, were just chatting about something. Um, Kwame, who would you want to... Who would you want... I'm interested to know who Kwame is. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be ah. Pep Guardiola, but I, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> no. But we were, talking about, we were talking about music, though. Okay, mu- okay music. I was going to say something from The Guardian, but it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done there, innit, Kwame? No, no, I don't even know. Um, to music, who would I want to be my manager or my label owner? Lou uh, Vega. No, bro. But shout out to Lou Vega. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched this video the other day on Sunday. Yeah, but anyways, um, no, music, let me think. Music, who would give me the best push? Like, who wouldn't be selfish? No, man, because I'll be, in two years, I'll be asking him for some money back. <laughs> like, through the courts, bro. He has a long list of producers that didn't get paid, fam. <laughs> um, no, you know what? You know who actually would think it would give me a good boost? Rick Ross. Rick Ross? Rick Ross. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of look like Meek Mill, still. Says <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, bro. I, I feel you. Maybe that music. That's what you want. That's yeah, why, yeah, it? What's the like, you want to make that? What do you call it? Wale at that time wasn't on his best path. Yeah. And Meek, he allowed, he allowed him to blossom in it, bro. He, he could get in the room to grow. I don't think he was an overbearing CEO. Fair. So, yeah, I would say Ross, bro. And also, I think he would he would buy me a lot of, like, ranges and and, and trucks for my birthday. So, that's a great thing, man. That's not that's not, that's not not a bad that's not a bad shout. And then sport-wise, who, who would you say? Uh, no, I think Pep would be too intense for me. But I, I actually think that Pep would... I actually think that Pep would make me a better player. A yeah. better player. Um... I feel like you're I'm a Klopp man, Kwame. I feel like Klopp would get the best out of you, man. George Graham, mate. Old no, school, no, man. I'm going to say, even though it's a bit dated, I'm going to say Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal, we trust. Yeah. Okay. Like, as a young, as a young up-and-coming player, I think he would he would help me out. Think what, 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 about, what about you, Yaf? Yeah? Mm, I, I don't know who would be a good manager for a me, good... but I know who would be a good mentor. Okay. He's always changing the rules, isn't he? I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the artful dodger. Man. <laughs> I feel like David. If Friday, I wanted, if I wanted to seek mentorship, I would, I would almost like have a combination of Maverick Carr and Rich Paul. And I knew he was going to the US. Uh, I, I knew he was going over there as well. You know, nice one. That's, <laughs> That's nice. good though. Because they're fuck it. They're just, they're just so sick of what they do. They are. They are. They and are. They built. They've built a legacy around, obviously, a once in a generation player who's LeBron James. But they kind of did it on their own terms and mm. have, yeah, they've just done amazing stuff. I really look up to what they've done. So yeah, for real, for real, it'll be those two. That's sick, man. That's sick. That's sick. How about you, K? Off, off air. So I you, said that. Yeah. Um, oh, Yo, go on, go on. You got, got bicep. Where did that come from? He's been swinging a racket around for three weeks, Stephen. Hey, hey, hey. I suppose it's been a couple of months. <laughs> the journey. Shout out to DJ Drama. <laughs> I got shoes and everything now, bro. He's got paddles. Car. He's got paddles. Paddle shoes. shoes? It's basically just clay court tennis shoes, but yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I've got a racket. It's like swinging for three weeks. Yo, you know, Respect this is why I love Yaf, bro. Respect the journey, this bro. is why I love Yaf. When Yaf finds something, he oh. goes in wholeheartedly. Ten toes. Wholeheartedly, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't gone to like, South Africa like, yet like, to listen to Ama Piano. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> two footed tackle things, isn't it? Two footed tackle, bro. <laughs> 
boom, in there. Man. In there. When you find something he likes, man is in. Yes, two footed, head first, bruv. So, man so, says, so, got, so, got, go got shoes and a go racket, bro. Yeah. So, what examples are we drawing off here? I'm a piano. Oh, that was a big one. That was Ramen. Ram? No. No, no, no. But even still. No. Even there's still. There's a terrible example, Kwame. There's, there's some countries that you visited as if you're the first one to discover them and shout out to the pilgrims where you come back like, with stories of like, I found, in, I found me a new land. You ain't gonna believe what you're gonna see there. You went to you get on the other side of the hill. You ain't gonna believe it. I've never seen butter like that. <laughs> He's back. You're an idiot. Hood, He's bro. back, man. He's back. He's back. <laughs> Take off your hood, you little bricks on top cap, bruv. <laughs> oh, hey, my gosh. Oh, man. What about when you found the bugles and the uh, cheese thing in oh, Amsterdam? Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, we need to set context. So bugles are basically a hollow cone-shaped crisp. Yeah, yeah. That are cheesy, slightly cheesy flavoured. Yeah. And if you accompany them with... A cream cheese-like substance. I can't remember what the, the name or the brand in Amsterdam. It's Gouda. probably the best snack. You, because it's a hollow cone, and you're dipping it in the, the into the cream cheese, and it fills the cone. Oh, it is delightful. There you go. And he can sell it, too. So good. He can sell it, But too. nothing will top favoritos. Oh, oh favoritos. The Haribo team. Oh, yes. is it the Haribo team? Yes, yes, yes. It's the yes. all-star game of sweets, bro. <laughs> I, put it, I put him onto those, by the way. No, no, no. I put you onto those. Uh, don't do that. Oh. Don't do that. Yeah, no, I put you onto those. Don't do that. Yeah. No, because they used to sell them in don't dirt. Do that. Don't do that. You put me onto the cartings. You know oh, the, the thing car. that comes oh, in a little box. Auto the drops. Yeah. Are you, are you sure? Which is a, such a dead concept for a sweet, by the way. <laughs> you have a sweet. Yeah, they, they bang, though. In the shape of a car, bro. Auto drops. Auto drops are banging, bro. Dead name as well. Auto drops, blood. Man said, oh, oh, it's ready, bro. Oh, my gosh. What, what, what? around bunch of start in it wait hold on Kay, your manager oh yeah my manager i did this i said off i said off air um j j cole but then i heard what you guys were talking and now i wanted to go okay j cole's not an established ceo of a company even though he is no, like the, head, it, I, the figurehead of dreamville yeah okay. I, and i would wouldn't mind being underneath their wing <laughs> wink wink um <laughs> so dumb in it but um if i was going to be signed by anybody and it was in music. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a very wide, like a, a a wide one, yeah, or a, a, a different type of route. I, I'd I'd be signed to So So Deaf. Okay. Or or I'd I'd or or I know I don't suit their their thing, yeah. But if RZA from Wu Tang was my guy and he believed in me. Bro, I'm going to the hills, bro. I'm going to the mountain. No, no, no. That's that's where you would go, and that's where he will leave you. Because you, you have to train. You have, you have to train and, and record every day in the Japanese mountains at 17 degrees, and you bro, won't come down to your bro, album finish, bro. But my Shaolin sword you, would be would be sick, and fam. You, and your beard would be like shaggy and craggy, fam. No, oh, leave bro. You in the hills, fam. No, RZA. I've been watching so much of the the Wu Tang yeah, American yeah, saga, fam. It, it's actually so sick, man. I'm like it's three amazing, seasons but in. Like, this, this, this first season, they have like every other episode, they have this kind of like fantasy where they, Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I was thinking, yeah, um, Kwame, I was thinking that they might, because it's the third, final season, the directors might be like, oh, we want to showcase all of the things that we could potentially yeah. do. So, like, once this is done, we can jump Maybe onto another more. project, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay, that's true. That's Maybe, true. innit? That's true. 
I was thinking about that actually. Interesting theories from the men. Would you yeah. call it a portfolio padding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they could be like, oh, we've done this episode. We can go into this genre or this film or this genre. So it's interesting. I think they're doing it as well to kind of like move the story along too quickly. Like there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff. I, I sat and watched like YouTube videos of Wu-Tang today. Bruv, I never really dug into them that much. Their shit slaps. It slaps, bruv. It slaps. Anyhow, um, and then sporting manager, I'd probably go for same as Kwame, man. Alex? Arson. Arson, man. Arson or Arteta. <coughs> Arteta seems to have the young guns firing. I would love to have Pep, though. I can't lie. Like, yeah, I feel like me and Pep would butt heads. So, yeah, but you would learn so yeah, much. Me, I know I wouldn't butt heads because I'd have to listen to him. He's obviously saying anything. <laughs> get me. Do you know what? I, I also watched um, a Mourinho doc the other day. That man is... Uh, he's he's. Yeah. I've no, got he's way G, more respect for him now. He lost his way a little bit, but he's, yeah. he's yeah. a top class he's a G, I've, he's a I've got way more respect for him now that he's not competing against us all the time and all of that but mm. he 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 did he bro. did something for his for his players man yeah he probably he called Arsene Wenger <laughs> specialist oh, yeah. in failure yeah and then after he also said well, Wenger talking about some complaint he said Arsene Wenger is a voyeur <coughs> someone that would be in their balcony looking at other people's houses like through the binoculars in this night <laughs> <laughs> remember when he drew out Antonio Conte <laughs> What did he yeah, say? What did he, he say? drew out Conte because Conte had a hair transplant. He drew <laughs> him out. Oh, I'm going to find the quote. I'm going to find the quote. Oh Watch this space. Oh, my gosh. Bro, oh, my and gosh. After, I, I also remember one time when, um, remember one time when like, because him and Benitez have this kind of prickly relationship because Benitez copies him, follows him after every job he goes and does a bad job. And at one time, his, his wife was complaining about Mourinho's like, tactics. And then Jose Mourinho said, his wife needs, needs to stop complaining about me and f- think about her husband's diet because he's heavily overweight. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's terrible, man. Or the way he did with Ronald DeVore, where he said, uh, statistically, I want to talk about... Yeah, yeah Frank DeVore, statistically, the worst manager in Premier League history. <laughs> and he said, yes, if Marcus Rashford wasn't my manager, I went to learn under uh, Frank... Boy, he'd learn how to be a failure because that's what he is—a failure. I was just like, this guy uh, is just in, pulling people's pulling that's people's funny bone left, right, and center. He went in. He went in. But um, um, we're gonna start this how we start. Sorry. He oh said, God, go on, yeah. basically, Conte said something a little snidey, and he said, "I can answer in many ways, but I'm not going to lose my hair to speak about Antonio's comments." <laughs> 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 He's such a troll. Oh, God. He's such oh, a troll. That, that's terrible, man. That's terrible. I mean, there's been a lot of smiles and laughter already, but it wouldn't be official if we didn't ask each other what made each other smile. So I'm going to kick it to the man over there in Amsterdam first and ask Stephen. Oh. No, go on, go on. And ask Stephen, what has been making you smile, Stephen, as you rock back and forth as if you were listening to, I don't know, some... It's like Midwest Lullaby, swing. but it Midwest looks like swing things. <laughs> Midwest. Midwest. Um, uh, I broke out of the continent. Um, uh, Are you a prisoner? <laughs> uh, I made it to the States, the that concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Um, I made it to Portland, Oregon, on the East Coast. West. What? West Coast. Goodness me. And it's it also not the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> broke out of it. And this is, that's <laughs> London. <laughs> concrete jungle where dreams are made is a reference to New York, surely. It depends so what angle you're looking at. I know, mate. Um, <laughs> Portland, 
it was nice. Um, I had a nice. I got the Yaf KLM experience, which you know I was waiting, wondering, wondering when I'd be able to um, go up those pearly, pearly stairs. Not the ones to the gates of heaven, because that's a different type of <laughs> staircase. Can I can I ask you a question? Did you have a, a Yaf KLM experience at your first time taking a business class? Um, I don't know, no, it was, it, was a, it was a smooth experience. So okay. like, um, okay. there were no no trouble sweats, and as I. As I ascended up that alligator, wow! <laughs> as I ascended up that escalator, um, I swear I just saw Yaf's face at the end of the elevator, just beaming down with pride, and then I felt like I belong. He's so I dumb. Like, <laughs> I felt as I was going up, I was down with downs. And downs, and downs. I felt I've really made it. And oh, nice as one. as they um, offered me a glass of uh, champers and other confectionery, I was like. <sighs> This is Yas. <laughs> and um, I get why you're so calm. I get why you're so jovial. Uh, I, I just wanted I just wanted you to say as man to man, I get it. Man to man, I get it, fam. After that, um, we began a 10-hour ten descent, well, nine-hour, then we stopped off in Seattle to transfer for one mm. hour where we went by a plane which was held by like a propeller. It was interesting. Very Indiana Jones. Did you go over the Rocky Mountains, Stephen? Oh, there's mad thing. Oh, it's, it's a mad thing. It's a mad thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Did a figure eight through that. Do you <laughs> only do that if you stop off in Seattle? Or do you do that if you fly direct as well? I don't know. I, f- I think I stopped in Dallas. And okay. Then but Rocky Mountain, when you go yeah, over the Rocky Mountains, bro, the turbulence is crazy. Really? It's ridiculous. She is. Um, it was something to behold. But I braved that and touched down in... Touched down in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain Do you know who that was? No, you don't. Um, but yeah, touched down. Do you know who it was? Don't ask me questions. Don't be silly. This guy, how this works. So touched down in Portland. Tyrant Tywell, fam. Go on. So I went to our campus, which was like amazing to be there. First time I've been there in like eight years. And obviously, uh, when you start, bless you, I guess. Um, when you start the company, um, it's always like a dream to make it over there to just to see it or right. see it. To touch then, it. Yeah, to, yeah, touch it, experience it and all of that. And then so after eight years, I had all of these stories. Like, Yaf had been bare times, in it? I'd been before you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran went off to like you. he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> asking you, up, you he asked you from experience fam he was asking you from like a seat of knowledge Otis oh, oh, ready with the dagger fam <laughs> the dagger dagger oh, from free okay. I see I see you standing next to the Ronaldo um, hey. statue <laughs> and the pose of the like pretending to kick it was so like the angle just didn't make sense it was so off angle. It didn't, didn't call me. Hey, Stephen, I've never seen. I know you like taking photographs, yeah, but I've never seen you take. Stephen, like a real Nigerian. Hey, bro, I ain't seen you take tourist photos like that in my life. Trust me. Trust me. I'm Help it, fam. You had to. You had to. I did. I managed to connect with. What do you say? You have to. No, you have to. I thought you said you have to. I was going to say that's genius. Um, but then, yeah, connected with so many people out there, um, which was dope. Great conversations. Great to see it. And then, yeah, Portland is, is really interesting because it's kind of like... Um, it's got <laughs> these wastemen. <laughs> so, so, so basically now... <laughs> you're nowhere uh, near the top of London. 
Over in London, the boys are are showing uh, are, 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 are having a exhibit A, which is um, one of Stephen's pictures, where he's trying to mimic the the actions of a footballer kicking a ball. But Stephen's um, um, stance is very wrong. It's very wrong. So. It's very right, this one, bro. this, this one, this one was diabolical, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's got his hand up in front of Jordan's hand. Uh, a photo of Jordan's hands with his five rings. Six and rings. He only has two. And he only has two. <laughs> and he two. paid for. And he paid for. They didn't even win. The city, city gave you those. City gave you that. Oh, I was dying, bro. Oh. Your stories keep me entertained or kept me entertained whilst you were away, man. Like PDX Pamper, it was so funny, bro. So funny. So funny. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then there was the infamous last night, which um, for our subscribers to the premium, I can detail that, but for everybody else, we will That's not it. be able to go into that. But um, I read back what I wrote to you guys. I was just like, ah, oh, I can't even imagine what you guys must have been thinking. I'm going to ask you at the end of this what you guys were thinking. Yeah, we'll All right. right. <laughs> just label that the Pontiac Bandit. Um, so without that, I will pass over to... Um, Thank you. And we're in seconds this time because last week Yaf was saying my, my first touch wasn't patterned. I will catch this and I will and hey. I will continue to play. Hey. On Sunday, it was amazing. I went to Permanent for the first time with my wife. Where's that, mate? Permanent is just... Tw- thank you. It's like a tw- 20-minute tw- drive from um, Amsterdam. First was a... First, I didn't even tell you, man. First was a scouting session for a potential puppy. We went to see okay. the house. The, the puppy was cute. It's a carver poo, which like look, kind of looks like a good question. A brown like a brown like toy poo also. Um, as you mentioned that you your manager that would, you'd like to play under, but as a puppy scout, what do you look for? Oh, in a puppy no, basically look. Don't avoid the question. Basically, we look for <laughs> so, so, so something that something that isn't isn't going to grow too big, mm-hmm. and also will also will like take orders and oh. and it's and it's and it's and it's okay to be at home. Because we don't, I'm not trying to. Very anyways. good. Yeah. yeah, very good. So, um, and after we went to a birthday party of one of Mia's nie- nieces, and after that, we went to see her friend, Joy. And Joy and Mia are going to Italy. And it's the best bit. It's what made me smile. Are going to Italy in, in July, you man. In July. Okay, cool. <laughs> they've, they've, booked the, they've, they've booked their tickets and the, and, 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 the, and, the, and the rental car, okay. And, they, and then the plan, plan of that visit was to pattern where they want to stay because they're going to I think the coast or like Bari which is like kind of on the west side or the coastal area and you man it was like it was the NFL draft day and they were like doing like deep tactics like deep video session like Mia had the laptop on the couch and like she was casting her screen her, uh, her, her chrome screen to, to the big screen TV and Joy was upright the whole time like pointing like <laughs> like it was like, like, like it was like an army an army an army um, an army what you call general plotting the path of entry that the troops are going to take on the next trip in Italy, bro. And I was like, I just kept laughing every, every hour, like, no, nah, you look are mocking it. Like, it's, not, it's not an experiment. She was like, it was crazy. And I was like, you know what? This is, I'm laughing at this, but I'm also amazed at the level of detail. Mm. You understand? And like, not to be like, not, not to be a, not to be a generalist, which means I'm going to be a generalist. It's like, I think it was an insight to how we, we women plan holidays and how men plan holidays. I was thinking oh, that. In yeah. general, bro. I was thinking Just that. in general, yeah, women are way that. more planned than men. As you that. said, July, I was thinking, rah, people already booking their holidays. <laughs> yeah, July. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it too you late? It's too, too late. And it's like, and it's, but, it, but, but, but even little things like me was like, oh yeah, I booked it, but I made sure it was after your birthday. And I'm like, you have the hindsight to do that, bro. I would have booked it and been like, fuck. For, foresight, even. I guess I got, yeah. <laughs> Any day can get it. <laughs> what do you call it? I guess I got to miss your birthday, doesn't it? You understand? Like, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. So that, that was funny because, like, they were really taking it seriously, as they should. But, like, the way they were just looking, and, and she was like, no, but if you drive here, there will be an hour out or in the middle of nowhere. And nothing was booked. Um, or only one hotel was booked. It's, 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 it's still good. They're only there for a week, by the way. It's not a month. <laughs> only there for, but anyway. And I'll pass it over to my... But Kwame, London. quickly, quickly. Oh, God. You, you said that she had, um, Mia had the foresight to not miss your birthday. You wouldn't miss Mia's birthday. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I, w- I would have like, I would have, I would have booked it and been like, oh, I wasn't even thinking. And like me being a man or me being Kwame, I would have. I hate like. I actually tried I to help him clean it up. Yeah, you no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. I hate to redo stuff, fam. I hate to redo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I've, I've done many, many times. <laughs> yeah. So I hate to redo stuff. Like I remember, like one time, like. Oh, bro, like we, we I, had to, I had to call like health insurance, and I was like, "Yeah, let me do it." I booked it, and me was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I already got, I already got health insurance, or I already got house insurance for the house, or whatever." And I was like, "You mean I now have to call them back?" Even, oh. even though, like, even though it <laughs> will take twenty minutes, your your legs. yeah, I just feel like we have entered an agreement. Like now, it feels so. Like I've, I've even had it sometimes when I've had clothes that I haven't really hated, but I want to take them back. I was like, "Bro, I was like, yeah, slow." Oh yeah, yeah. I, they can oh, yeah, stay in the yeah. house, innit? They yeah, can stay no, in the yeah, house. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm the same when it comes to returning clothes. I don't think guys return clothes that much. Meanwhile, again, this isn't the way. Trying to generalize here, I've seen many a woman like stock by. Oh yeah, hella stuff like, like three a, different sizes yeah, of each. Yeah, yeah, I could never, bro. Like for me, I'm like, now nah, I'm just gonna buy like this, twenty this, items, this. you know, yeah, of yeah, ASOS. a big, big haul, innit? Big haul, big haul, bro. Big haul. Big haul, and then send back, contraband. Send back maybe nineteen of those things. Bear, I like I, me. I'm just like I like this. I like that. I like that. I do think there are a lot of fundamental differences between men and women. Of hundred percent, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Some things I feel like we should just learn from them. <laughs> Trust me. Sometimes Abby will say, say something. I say like, why didn't you just do it like that? Mm. And I just say. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you think it takes you bare long to answer because you like you're trying to do the maths in your head. Like, why didn't I think about this? this? Like, it just didn't come into my head. It's crazy, isn't it? Me and Yaf were talking last week, yeah, and um, I was saying to him sometimes I just don't even like admitting when he's right, bro, because he'll. Ne- do you know why? He'll never tell you. He'll never do the. I told you so. He'll just be like, he'll just shrug. Yeah. Who just shrugged? Oh, with that face as well, with that face. Who just shrugged? Just shrugged. <laughs> What's the face? What's the face? What's the face, you waste man? Yeah. 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 Bottom lip protruding a little bit. Bottom lip a little bit. I just thought that the rope right here, though, trust me. No, but you, man. What was making you, man, smart over there? Pick your target, bro. Who you, who you <laughs> your target. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Ooh. You little, you, you, you little, what do you call it, paddle prince, you know, like, have your, Presumably. what do you call it, have your swing at it, innit, big man? Have your swing at it. Yeah, that wasn't great technique. You've got to turn your body to the side before you, before you smash. Look at him, look at him. We'll get there, we'll get look there. Look at him, look at him. Um, hey, guys, first of all, before you go, sorry. 
we need to learn how to play paddle soon because he's had four months or two months or whatever, however, however long he's had. However long he's had to be serious to buy paddle shoes and a racket. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? You know what it is? He wants to play us soon. He wants to play us soon. So, so we have, game is. bro, find the paddle. Find the paddle court. Play. Do something. Paddle. Do, do something. Do something. Because the moment we play Yaf, bro, I'm going to tell you a story. Sorry, yeah. If I'm walking all over you, what made you smile, Sorry, man? Go, go. I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna tell you a story. This is why this is this is this is this yeah. <laughs> we went, we went. I, do you know what I'm gonna say? I don't know yet. All right. This will give away. We went to Steph's party, I think two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the place is called, yeah. But it was you know the football thing where at, uh, in London. Talker social. Talker social. Yeah, yeah. And we we I think I did win the first game. What's Tucker Social? Though? Tucker, Tucker Social, yeah, is um, it, it's like an ele- uh, interactive football game where the board in front of you has like targets, but you play with a physical ball in it. So you get to lick down the targets with a, like a, with a real ball on like a touchscreen. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously we went well, not obviously, but we went for Steph's birthday. Went to Steph's birthday. And I know in, a, in both of our hearts and minds, we're like, we're not losing. We're not losing this thing. Do you know what I'm saying? And quiet, quiet is kept. I'm a very competitive person. But again, I don't let it be known that I'm being competitive because I don't like losing that much, innit? But the first game came around. I did really well. I think even you did as well, yeah. I think it was like one, one, <laughs> one and two. <laughs> what does that mean? No, uh, one and two, one and two, one and two. So I was one, Yaf was two. But as the day went on or the night went on, my form slipped and Yaf continued to get better. But he didn't... Bruv, when I tell you, he didn't celebrate. He didn't celebrate. He just didn't. He didn't. Until the last one, he's like, yes! And I knew it. I knew he had kept it in the whole way through. And it was frustrating me because I was watching him play. I was like, bruv, just mess up once. Mess up once, innit? This is why this we have to go and play paddle soon, prof. We need to go play paddle soon because if this guy continues to have a head start on us, it's long. It's actually let's play bowling. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, bowling. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Very important story. What made me smile this week is I took some time to reflect. I feel like not many people have this luxury. I took True. some time to reflect, chill. Rest and recuperate. Booked a holiday for just after Easter. Oh. Gonna go to Lisbon. Exclusive. Gonna go to Lisbon with the missus. Shut nice. down uh shut down Lisbon. Pink Pink Street. Pink Street, gonna be there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Gonna yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visit yeah. a couple castles, Love all of that. that good stuff. Sintra. Sintra castles. Yeah, Sintra Castles. Gonna be all up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um eat some, I, eat I've some been good there. food. So yeah, um what made me smile in in a short and sweet nutshell is that I feel like I had time to reassess and realign. Nice. And Very, we, we had a nice conversation yeah, we did. yesterday. We did, we did. So, yeah. Feel a bit more grounded. I like that, man. I like that. I like that for you. Thank you, my friend. And I'm very glad that you've uh, booked a holiday and given us the exclusive on the podcast. Um, short and sweet, my friends. I've been grinning ear to ear this whole week because in two days' time, I shall be boarding a plane with my passport <laughs> <laughs> to the United States of America and going to North Carolina to sign with J. Cole. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going Dreamville Fest, uh, and I've been looking forward to it. Incredible. Uh, What's Dreamville Fest, bro? Dreamville Fest is the annual Dreamville festival that J. Cole has been putting on in his hometown, or his home city, North Carolina, not his hometown. His hometown is actually Fayetteville, but it's in the main city of North Carolina, Ra- Raleigh. Uh, you know stuff, you know stuff. I do, I do, I do. And um, J. Cole will be headlining, Usher will be headlining. Drake shall be there. Burner Boy shall be there. Aris Star will be, Star will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this lineup sounding like lit. on par with Coachella. It's lit. Uh, Sean Paul will be there. Sir will be there. Omen and Loot will be there. Uh, a, a lot of my favourites. Uh, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox will be there. Yeah, so wow. I, I'm just, um, I'm looking forward to that. Wow. That festival, you know what I'm saying? Your you know uncle, saying? So, yeah. Aaron Lennon yeah. will not be there. Aaron Lennon. <laughs> 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 Okay, so we've done our round of what made you smile. I don't know if you guys have checked the group chat to see the update. Um, however, I did have a topic that I would like to bring to the group, if you shall allow me the honour to do so. Let's put it to a vote. No, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw this, but there's no mention of the topic. It's just that you have a topic. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a how's your touch situation one more time. Ooh. Last one. Um, okay, so... Kwame does not seem excited. At How's your touch? His eyes was rolling. Don't worry, we got some. We got, we got, we got some ways to to prepare it or not. Uh, to, no, to I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm pressured. If now. not, um, but the thing that I wanted to talk about today was something that I feel a lot of people, especially this year, are feeling. Um, the reason why I feel a lot of people are, are thinking or in this space or feeling like this is because. There's a lot of uh, things that are not in our control, whether that's job stuff, whether that's financial stuff, whether it's just macro things that are totally um, that we totally can't influence that are affecting our day-to-day lives. So the thing that I wanted to talk about today was uncertainty. And <clears throat> I think we all have our levels of um, uncertainty in our in our in our lives. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that. A little bit, but then also understand how you guys deal with it because there's a lot of people in my life right now that are going through uncertain times or uncertainty and just wanted to dive into that topic a little bit, unpack it and get you guys' opinion on it. So let me be direct and ask a direct question to set the to get the ball rolling. Um, how do you guys approach uncertainty and what, do, what does it mean to you? You can reference real-life stories, you can reference whatever you want to do, but I just wanted to, to unpack it with the man then. It's a really good um, topic. Um, I thought about all my drive here. Yeah, no, I can I can imagine that this is something that, even though it was in a short time, because it doesn't take that long to get from <laughs> where you live to where I live. Bro, I'm not going to... Apparently it's quick. <laughs> Still in South London. Uh... <laughs> Another stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but, but um, no, I I feel like it, it as you said, it's something that is on a lot of our minds. Yeah. I think off the back of COVID and uh, just life in general, we've kind of been running a simulation of uncertainty for about 
three, four years knowingly. Because I feel like we live in uncertain times all the time, but I think it's just in your face all the time now, isn't it? And I think also getting to the ages that we are, like there, there's there's more I wanna say I don't say risk, more opportunity for uncertainty to just be placed in your lap. From a from a young age, you have like you know what you're going to be doing. You go to school, you come home, you might have some activities, you go to like high school or secondary school, you do that, and then you make a decision of whether or not you go to like university or whatever you're trying yeah. to do. But there's a framework. There's a place. framework, yeah, yeah, right? And then you, then you get that uncertain time of like your early 20s, and then you're like, all right, I'm going to tr- maybe try my hand at this like job or like this this passion that I have and then you just kind of dance around trying to make it in whatever you're doing then you hit a certain point in your life where you're almost at a crossroads or life hands you a card isn't it or deals a card and you have to play the cards out in, in front of you and I find like I'm going to use myself as an example I find that like in uncertain times I think I find the best of myself like I, I, I like I like I, I do I, I stress. I do stress a lot. I, I realized like recently. So to un to, to to hinge this or to underpin what I'm about to say, I I was made redundant from my job in February, right? So the reason why I came to London was to work at said company in a specific role, and I was there for two years, and then my job became surplus to requirements, right? Like, unexpectedly as well. Oh, yeah, like... Like You just went into the office on a normal day. Oh, bro, there was no... There was no warning. There was no, like... There was no... There was no warning. There was no, like... Oh, this is what's happening in the company. It was like, you have a meeting in half an hour. Could you come in? And then I found out that I didn't have a job anymore and that I would have to leave the premises immediately, Right? Is that the first time this ever happened to you? First time that's ever happened to me in a corporate setting, not in a sporting, not in a live context. Mm. Sport, football. It happened to me when I was playing football for Palace. And I think, like, in the initial, I think, like, in the initial one when I when I was 18, um, th- I think that was a much more uncertain time for me because it was like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to play football, so I had to figure out like what I was going to do after that. But this time, I think I kind of saw it as an opportunity. Like I, I genuinely saw it as like, oh, okay, like cool. It kind of gave me this feeling of, oh shit, there's so much I can potentially do. The, like the the opportunities for my potential was like went out the wind, like went through the roof. And then it took me a little while to kind of sit with it. Because at first it was a shock. I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? First thing you do is like, yeah, you ask yeah. yourself that question. Yeah, so like I think uh, in uncertain times, you, your, my immediate response was, how do I shore up myself for like the future? So you go into survival mode, you know? So I went straight into survival mode. And my way of surviving through that period was take take time, process, then... Attack. It was. It. It wasn't like because I. I. I initially thought, let me, let me sit down and just wait 
and, 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 and see. But then I was like, no, let's just prepare yourself, innit? Like, you don't know how long, you don't know where your next job's going to come. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. But as long as you can put param- like parameters in in the first couple of weeks, when you're ready to look for something, because obviously during redundancy you get paid a certain amount of time, as when I'm ready to look for something, I can then say, okay, cool, I'm ready to do it. So um, I had a few meetings in the first few weeks and they went really well because there's a lot of people like in my, in my network, I found out I had a really like dope network. And I, I think... I didn't realise that was something that I had because I spent so much time in, like, different... Oh, well, not different, but in the same places sort of thing. I li- went from one place to work to another place to work to another. I worked in three places over the course of an eight-year career in creative uh, and advertising. And then I realised I had this dope network of people. And then it was like, oh, this shit's overwhelming. <laughs> There's so much. There's so much, like, people reaching out. And I'm grateful for that. Like, let, don't ever take that in a type of way where I didn't. Uh, and then I think, in a, sorry, I'm going back. I think I'm talking around in circles a little bit. But the way that I, I feel like uncertainty works for me is that I kind of look at it and say, okay, what are you going to do about it? And I think some people have different responses. Do you know what I mean? Like, whenever I'm in an uncertain time, it's like, what, okay, how do, we, how do we fix this? Straight, Like, straight away, potentially, you know? So, yeah. And I think you've um, you've uh, you've attacked and you've done really well. Obviously, we know your the ins and outs of your situation. And thank you for being transparent. Yeah, yeah, of course, as well. By the way, um, how about you, man? Uh, when this hap- when when this when, when I'm in the throes of it, I do. You know, today I wrote that's like this phrase that's not used enough. When when you're in the throes of it or the thick of something, I'm always like, I'm always wondering. Okay. What's it gonna be like when we, when I get out of it? And I'm I'm always like when it's gonna happen. I'm just not sure when. Do you understand? So um, you know, like a lot of times it could be health. A lot of times it could be uncertainty with jobs. A lot of times it could be like relationships or friendships. It's like okay, this is a bit mad, but I always I always think and hope for a positive ending. And if it's not a positive ending, then you also have to deal with that. Do you understand? Like. And it's like, no, a certainty definitely makes you think of like negative, positive stuff. And you hope for a positive um, outcome. But if something negative happens, then that is certain. Then there, there, then there you have to, then there you have to like deal with the aftermath. I've dealt with the aftermath. And Kieran even inspired me, but I haven't announced it on the podcast. In January, I lost my mother-in-law. 
Like, say again, bro. Say again. In January, I lost my mother-in-law. My wife's mother yeah. passed away yeah. untimely, and you know we were praying for, you know, a different ending, a different outcome. Sorry, and then when it was made certain, it's like okay, so we have to, this is the worst thing we we would have hoped for, but now we have to deal with this. You know, we're still dealing with it, and it's a real process, and you know it's very tough to be going through and see someone you love so much go through what she's going through and also also feel a connection that I've lost as well. Um, so, yeah, like, you're dealing with that and then people ask all the time, like, how is she, how is she, how is she? It's like, yo, it's, she's certainly not fine. <laughs> Do you understand? Mm -hmm. But to, she's not, she's doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um... So, so yeah, like uh, that's that, that that's just a, just an example that I can use from use example from like from from this year, mm -hmm. but like there are others like you know I've had I've I've had really, I've had I've had instances with family members or friends that have gone a certain way and said like, okay, wasn't expecting that, but I have to pivot, and it's like but in the end I will say to people like in the end not a lot in the end like. Things change, but your outlook often doesn't, because you just have to get, you just have to, you, 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 because because like you, you just have to get on with it. You understand? Like, unfortunately, life goes on in it. That once again, I'm, I'm not being ironic, but that's a certainty. So whatever happens, you just have to, you just have to keep it moving. It sounds a bit, uh, what's the word? Hyper and a bit like I'm trying to get over something, or like you're trying to. You know what I mean? What's the word? I'm like, like I'm not, you're not rushing through life, but it's, the, the, the only constant in life is time. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what you have to deal with. Um, I was wondering if uh, Stephen or Yaf, if you might want to pick it up. I, I need to hear Stephen's point of view. I must. Well, I'm going to weave in a topic I wanted to cover anyway because I'm built like that. But it's funny that you mentioned uncertainty. Um, I was reading a lot this week about the AI industry and how uh, that is causing people a lot of uncertainty and anxiety with this new uh, technology and how it's being um, used. And I think the funny thing about uncertainty is that um, it's just to observe people's reaction to it. So in the AI industry, um, people are able to kind of um, um, put out um, or kind of duplicate famous artist songs, but in a different way. So you wouldn't actually be able to tell that it's that artist. And this is kind of causing a lot of disruption because people are like, what does this mean for um, the music industry? So it's causing a little bit of uncertainty and people aren't sure of kind of like where their job stability is going to be and things like that. So like um, you have one set of people actually saw the opportunity in it, which is why they went and developed all of this, um, have been like playing around and manipulating the technology in order to advance their future and take advantage of it. And then you have others who are kind of um, a bit pensive about it, a bit worried about it. So it's always interesting in terms of uncertainty how um, people react to different things. But what I would say is that you cannot spell uncertainty without certainty. Mm. So I always start off with the things that I know and start with what you know and then um, build the little little stepping stones from what you know. So, and then also getting defensive. And what I mean by defensive is like uh, protecting yourself or as much as you can. So like if something's uncertain, you look at like, okay, what is your 
what are things that are risky or what are the things that are you know, most at risk for you and then how can you minimize uh, that risk and then the other practical point is planning is just like the more uh, planning or actually no knowledge the more you know about something um, the less uncertain it becomes so in like I gave the example from the AI industry a lot of people who are kind of panicking um, are actually the people that don't know so much about it and the ones that have seen the opportunity in it are the people that have taken the time to learn about it, what it can do, what it can't do, and then ultimately what it can do for them. So I think in all things, like knowledge is power, and I think knowledge is a great way to kind of um, uh, reduce the impact of uncertainty. But there will definitely be times when everybody's uh, feeling uncertain and afraid. But like those would be the main ways that I would say is like gather more knowledge. Um, protect yourself and start with the things that you do know or the things that are certain and use those as stepping stones um, to confidence. And then uh, my mm. web seminar mm. will be out on all platforms for those who want to subscribe, uh, like or share. And uh, that's <laughs> it for me. Back to you guys in the studio. It's, um, it's funny. It's a funny one. When I, was on, when I was on the way here, I was just thinking about what does it mean to me and when have I, when have I been faced with it? And... Kieran touched on something when he said, when you're younger, you don't really have too much uncertainty because your parents sort of pick up that load for you. So everything's kind of, I mean, we're privileged that everything's kind of guaranteed. You know, you're going to have, mm -hmm. there's going to be food on the table. You don't have to worry about what to cook. All of that stuff, like you're, you're, you're pretty set. Mm. And then as you navigate through life and you become older and you get more responsibilities, that's where uncertainty kind of weaves in. Like, you going through your house process, you're getting housed. Yeah, yeah. Shitload of uncertainty there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, too. Yeah, Kwame as well, you know, mm -hmm. like, speaking about your job thing. I mean, I'm sure we've all here been a part of a reorg at work. Right? I think we all have. Like, that is the most gut-wrenching time because it's literally your financial security is on the line. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to be able to plan for the next X amount of months because you might not have a job. So mm. I feel like the more responsibilities you get and the more you want to try to plan out your life is is when uncertainty kicks in. I do want to say that we're in, we're in a really tough period, man. And I feel as though you feel it here more in the UK than in the Netherlands. Like the Netherlands is definitely shielded from that a little bit, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm not we, we, we don't understand the letters that come through the post but I'm sure if I did, <laughs> did I, I, I was actually going to make a similar sort of like comment on it Stephen it's like the, the privilege that you have living in Amsterdam not speaking the language is that like you're not up to date with the news unless you know someone who's in the community you like you you don't necessarily know what your letters are saying. Like, you don't know the sentiment of the the people you're around if you're just walking into, like, an, an Albert Heine or a Dirk, you know? So, like, you do have that sheltered, like, existence where you kind of have this ignorance is bliss sort of feeling to it. But, and I, I noticed that when I came back home um, during COVID... And obviously, Amsterdam has a population of what nine hundred thousand. When there's not like people there, is it? Am I right? Yeah, almost almost a million or one point one million or something like that, right? And 
But like when the tourists aren't around, no one's really in the town centre. So it was actually very empty. And then I remember coming back home to London and it was like I'd gone back in time. Do you know what I mean? It was like, what is going on? But then you feel it here. You really do, even to the point where, like, I think we we're chatting about, like, the buildings in in London feel completely different to, to Amsterdam. Like, there's this level of, like, it feels almost, like, oppressive. Like, yeah. it's grey here. Like, it, you, 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 just, you just feel it. So, to, 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 to just to say what... You, uh, to back up the point that Stephen was making, I think there's a there's a blissfulness of being, like, a Londoner living abroad and not being able to necessarily understand what the sentiment is. That, that's that's for, for sure. I do think there is just the sheer fact that the Netherlands is one of the richest countries in the world. And the fifth most best place to live in the in the world, apparently. Yeah, if you want to stay happy. <laughs> but, like, just little things like safety. Yeah. Netherlands is safe. Um, there's, there's a lot less drug addiction than in the UK or in London. Like, bro, people... People broke into the restaurant opposite my house what? to steal three bottles of alcohol recently. Three bottles of alcohol? I mean, that stuff is... It, it, it may happen in Amsterdam, but I, I mean, I, I definitely I definitely oh see or hearing about it. Do you know what I mean? So, trust me. So, trust I feel like... Also, you've like, gone through that much, like, bro, take more stuff. Take more, take more. Yeah, please. Make it worth your while. Because if you get caught, don't, don't, don't let it be three bottles of alcohol, in it? Bro, so... Sorry, so, no, I just wanted to kind of build build the point that I think in general there are a lot of people who are really stuck right now and are really wondering, like, where the hell was this? Where are things going, especially financially? I mean, I was speaking to a guy literally on the plane, speaking to a guy on the plane when I was returning from Amsterdam recently, and he he was the, he's the founder of a company that makes sustainable buildings. And... He's been in business for 17 years and he was saying that there are almost like three different lanes when it comes to his finances because there's one where it's like shit's going to hit the fan and he's going to really have to like have a contingency plan for it. There's he can ride the wave and then, you know, he'll get back to profitability at one point. And then the third was like there might be a huge opportunity on the horizon and if i can if i can hit that opportunity i will be gone clear mm. so even him as a business owner who people will probably associate with like yeah he's in a good position whatever there's a lot of uncertainty like across across the board and i think it's just a it's just a feeling that a lot of people have but i don't know if everyone's talking about how they deal with it yeah i think because it's tough. I'd, I, I, I said something um, the other day. It's just like a little comment I made. But being an adult is drama, man. There's a lot of drama to like growing up it's and long, being an adult. Especially if you're responsible. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. to, like, you know, your family and all that stuff. There, there's a lot, bro. It's a lot. There are, there are. And, like, I, I'm I'm not the in the position of, like, expertise to maybe give this point, but... And I maybe should take the advice that I give. It, it, I feel like we should be more versed in like what is happening. You know, I think a lot of this uncertainty is based around like the economy, right? And how well or how, or how bad the economy is doing 
is having a dramatic impact on the way that we live our lives. Um, I think I went to the grocery store to buy a week's worth of food that last year would have cost me about 40 quid and I ended up spending like 70. And like, it's not like you're not going to buy that stuff. It's essential. It's essentials, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Shouts out to Fairy God. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's essential. And like you start to really feel the pinch. Mm. And I guess like in times that like now where, you know, tech companies are laying people off, um, people aren't too sure about where they want to be or where they, where they are, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of strain on people. And I think... We, when I say we, I'm going to generalise and say men. I think that we don't necessarily conversate about the stress or duress that we're under. Facts. Because we don't... Number one, we know how much, like, other people might be dealing with stuff, but we don't want to burden other people with, like, how we feel because there's almost an an element of I still am a man and I still need to show up for other people. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I have this thing of like just going through the motions of like just dealing with it. Mm. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. you ain't got time. I can can be honest. You haven't got time to to process or find pity in the situation for yourself. You Mm. have to continue to keep pushing Mm, mm. and that can have adverse effects and I'm very aware of the the adverse effects it has because people around you start to know it's like are you good like is everything all right yeah but you're just hyper focused on getting yourself out of this Mm -hmm. uncertain situation and Mm. yeah you're right in especially in our upbringing where we've had you know we've had tough we've had to get through tough circumstances just to be here yeah yeah and we weren't necessarily aware of the fact that we probably have a lot of trauma in certain situations. Yeah. It's our coping mechanism, isn't it? Whenever yeah. there's whenever there's uncertainty, whenever there's adversity, we just we just attack to your point. Do you know what's so funny, bruv? You just said something and it just like gave me like this ding in my head, yeah. Like growing up in South and like from a from maybe Ten, well, the age that you start to travel to school by yourself to the age that you have your own car, right? Like, and, and for us, it probably was that until we left, right? But there is always a level of uncertainty when you're, like, navigating through these streets. And I don't say that because, like, we know who, it, like, anyone or whatever... It's just that you don't know what's going to pop off. So you live in this heightened... Signs. Yeah, you, you live in this heightened state of emergency where, like, you just have to have your wits about you. And I think we've normalised uncertain, like, this feeling of uncertainty so much that, like, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. And you don't notice it until you you have the wearable to be self-reflective and say, oh, snap, like, maybe I'm stressed or maybe this moment or this feeling that I'm going through right now is on top of me but and I think time that to process is a luxury yeah. often times and it came from, and you know what it came from stepping away from this place mm. really and truly because mm-hmm. now we're like oh well, like, I feel a bit off but before you'd be like oh, that's, that's nothing you move through it but because we had the privilege of moving abroad living somewhere else and spending time with ourselves 
now, when we feel that, it's like, okay, something has to give. Mm-hmm. I, I either need to spend time with myself or I need to spend time with my family or I need to give back to, to me or whatever it is, but you can't keep at this level of, like... Intensity. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%, man. And I, I, I'll i be real, like, it wasn't until maybe last week. So, obviously, I've been journaling since the beginning of the year. Mm. Soon as, like, I started... So, luckily for me, to circle back on the fir- first point that I made about losing my job, like, within two weeks, I, like, had two jobs, or two projects to work on, which is, like, amazing, right? It's a blessing, man. It is a blessing. But it also came with a level of, shit, now this is on my feet and I've got to work. I stopped journaling, and it wasn't until towards the back end of like when these projects are now getting like the burden is getting shared with other people I was like bruv I've been stressed mm. you know what I mean I, 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 I think everyone here has been stressed yeah everyone here has been stressed <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you say Stephen? I mean? <laughs> yeah March April soon land Do you know what's mad, yeah? What I've realised. So I started off the year. We we spoke about how... We we literally had an episode where we spoke about all the new habits, who's picking up, etc, etc. I've realised that as soon as your body... As soon as you get under stress, that's when you start picking up bad habits. So you said you stopped journaling. Big facts, bruv, man. Bruv, like, I can, I can now facts. tell within myself... Like, if I'm... If I've... If, if I've if I want to eat some bullshit, it's probably because I'm I'm low key stressed. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before, I'm like, man's not stressed. I'm the calmest. I'm the calmest guy in the room. I don't get stressed. <laughs> but I can now see in like little behaviors of myself, whereby yeah, yeah. beginning of the year, bruv, man's having grapes and an apple for dessert. Now, ask me what I want for dessert, bruv. I want some big bad cake, bruv. I went across the road to co-op yesterday and got a fruit and nut bar from Cadbury's but, and waxed it off, bruv. But you know what? Also, I'd say in that and because I totally agree with you bro is that like sometimes it's uh, also about balance isn't it it's about like it is allowing allowing yourself to have those moments and not to feel like oh I've let myself down or I shouldn't be doing this because I think that when you start to judge yourself in that manner that's when you start to go through like this this cycle of like repeat and, and continue and doing that but like you go into co-op and having a, a fruit and nut bar, it's calm, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we put a lot of stress on ourselves as well, on top of the fact of being in stressful situations, to want to be successful and level. to maintain a certain level that we're at. And I think it's not fair for, for you to, like, really, like, put so much pressure on yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, we're in... But we got to this place that we are, places that we're in today through like the hard work and the hustle that we have but then also it's okay to give yourself some grace at some point as well you know that's fair yeah that's a very fair point mm. Stephen talk to us about your stress um can be stressful isn't it um where do I begin stress 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 yes yeah, not, not mine's mostly it's mostly people that bring me stress like people are annoying isn't it um, constant messaging, uh, reaching out, always wanting something. I think what people don't realise is that um, 
we pass on stress to other people uh, unnecessarily. And I think for me, it's like a lot of people not understanding that um, I don't need I don't need whatever I don't need more stress on my plate. So I'm like, I think people tend to think that they're asking me for one thing, but I might have. In a day, I can easily have 10 people reach out to me for one thing, and that's 10 things on top of my day. And it's just like, uh, and then it's the same, it's the same mental health warriors on, on social media that be like, oh, rest in recovery. And then me adding on baggage onto other people. So, like, I'm like, uh, people need to be understand. Like mental health warriors. Them ones that be making up big posts, and then says, oh, um, just wanted to reach out. Can I grab 10 minutes with you, or can I do this? No. Don't grab anything. Stephen's had a Don't. real bugbear with these people for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're speaking on this, brother. I'm glad because I've been seeing the Instagram notes. Uh, well, it's official because I have as well. And I've been wondering who have these indirects been after? And now we know who they are for. Those shots were firing, bruv. It's been like four weeks of consecutive. Man, my favorite one was. We don't need to catch up. You need to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I was dying, bro. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but you know, I feel I feel people don't understand. Every, there's not one person in this world that is not going through something or going through stress. So I think if you're really about that, you need to kind of um, be more wary about what we're asking of people and be more gentle uh, with each other because I really hate it after a long day of work I'm coming back to seven and you know fam I actually actually, I don't care so I I will just name some examples because I do not care I actually do not care but from organising like date nights and PSG stadium to like uh, just most random requests and I'm like am I God am I God (laughs) after hard days of work I have a date nights at the PSG stadium (laughs) My Drake fan. <laughs> I Drake. Um, after a hard day's work, I have I have a mum, I have a brother, I have loved ones in my life. I need to eat as well. So like you parking your load on, on me is just like transferring um, stress. And I think notifications are a terrible thing. So like obviously um, switching them off. But like my thing is just is just people. I just want to. I just want. I just need to be in a way, have hours where I do not come into contact with human beings because like yeah, most of my life is in contact with human beings and like, I need a break from all of that. So that's how, what how, how do you how do you it's it's really interesting to hear you say that Stephen because I I think like as as a group we we know um we can't we, we, we know your triggers in it. And I think it'd be interesting to know like how you personally like give back to yourself and how you like um like negate that feeling of pressure because there's one thing obviously because I know like I know for a fact like if you have had too much stimulation your thing is to like call cool, shut shut down down tools in it like do you give back to yourself in those moments or is that your way of giving back and, and yeah, that, yeah, in fact, that, that's, that's the question. Yeah, so no, I'll, I'll shut it down and get back to um, myself for a bit. So I might go for a walk. I might start listening uh, to music, or I might just go on a big boy sesh, as they say, and that's where I get like nights like the Pontiac Bandit um, may, may may come out. So like, there's several several different ways. But like, first off, is like then I need to make sure that no one's communicating. 
no one's getting in my space of like in my headspace. So that means I'll shut down uh, my socials. I'll kind of mute everything, and I just need to be in my world or just like watching, just watching, watching comedy or watching something that's gonna make me like. Or I need to just escape this world in some form. I need some form of escape, which can come from TV, um, nights out, or just doing something completely random. Fair. So like in your stressful moments. Like, you look for escapism. Oh, yeah, we all need escapism. Yeah, yeah, a hundred. And yours, like, yours is, like, your the fa- like some of your favourite things, like TV, cartoons, um, walking, sport, sesh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, we need it, bruv. It's, it's important, I think. Yeah, so essentially what it used to call blowing off some, from some uh, proverbial steam, as they say. I'd, um... I'd like to end this episode on a high and... and <laughs> Wasteland. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, this little nice. paddle border. Nice. <laughs> a little paddling to bear. There's a flag on a play. There's a flag on a play. No, 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 you man, he said paddling to bear. So, so bad is good. So, so good. Yeah, so, exactly. so good. But, uh, no, Stephen, obviously, you know, you had a great time out in Portland. <laughs> what are some of the... The memories that stick out to you. Give us some funny excerpts that we can uh, we can leave the episode on. Um, funny, ex- okay, cool. So like the last night, um, there's not there's famously there's not much to do in Portland, and like there's not many um, people of color um, yeah. there. So um, there's a group of us, a group of men there from um, um, me being Fuck. here, and then yeah. yeah, them being for the state. So we went out. Uh, for for now, you know, it's just it's just good to catch up and chop it up, find out about their experiences, like that kind of like America, uh, UK divide, find out differences, similarities. So it's good to chop it up and just like you know when, when black people get together, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also differences. Not, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we went we went out and obviously, uh, mum was on the session, it, so like uh, tequila shots, all of that, all of that, and then like and then like went. When I, when I drink excess, excessively, yeah. Oh, look at him. He's trying to make a PSA. <laughs> Fam, you ain't going like that. <laughs> you ain't going like that. When I drink excessively, parts of my body shut down. And uh, one of those parts of my legs. So I'm, a new, I'm, I'm normally, I'd say, a six or seven out of ten dancer. <laughs> the man uh, will have to get back to you on that one, big man. It's uh, bar things, bar. But yeah, uh, yeah. on this occasion, um, <laughs> the liquor got down to my tippy toes, and um, I didn't have the elevation that I normally have. <laughs> so, uh, but like they call it on 4K, uh, the US man then. The soldier boy stuff, isn't it? Oh, oh, that was you were down that, bad. Nah, still. That was oh, he's dancing. Oh, no, I, I wasn't really dancing. Yeah, I had limited. If this was if this was the NBA, I'd be on like uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be on restricted minutes. So. <laughs> 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 there's no hardwood heat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that, that, there's a pretty um, funny video, and the thing was like the, the guy put it at the end. Uh, the shout Don Don put it at the end of the carousel. So I was thinking like I can't end the carousel. How often do people see the end of the carousel? Then some of my other colleagues like, picked up wind of it, and all of a sudden I'm seeing it popping up in Instagram stories. And I was just like, ah, we're now directing traffic to this. Is this what we're doing? So um, that, that was pretty, that was pretty um, comical. And then also um, I was with some female colleagues and they decided to go to a winery and obviously 
why would I go to a winery? But we move. New experiences, new year, new experiences. I love that. I like that, man. Huh? I said I like that, man. Oh, fam, this place was, like, peaceful out in the country mm. and, like, I felt like a real Stepford wife out there. I finally understood. Stepford, bruv. <laughs> I understood it, fam. I understood that, that lifestyle. You go out there, you just be, like, swelling. I was knocking back them wines. You liked like, it, innit? Don't lie, you liked it. It's very, it's no, very no, on brand. Innit, innit? <laughs> Um, I had all kinds of cheese, gouda, all, all of them things I didn't know. Up echelon things. I didn't even know there was orange wine. Yes, bro. Like, <laughs> like you were knocking back those panda pops, fam. <laughs> How are we doing that, fam? <laughs> yeah, it's getting my money's worth. I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm going to leave here, son. <laughs> so, like, yeah, no. I'm going to run away. I'm going to run away. So it's it good to have that. I also went to, like, the um, America's biggest bookstore, uh, which is called Powell's. And then I wandered in there, and like it is a fascinating labyrinth of um, American culture. Like it's functional dysfunction. Like you can go I from like that, like you you can go from like reading educational books to like um, next to those books is mer- merchandise socks, which hit uh, one has like I give the best blowjobs or like Whoa. like little little random. It's weird. It was a in weird a bookstore. It was a weird and wonderful world. I, I and you're gonna wear socks in. Fam, it was. I, I don't know how the cross merchandising was done. How someone like who's reading a business book could go from that to mm. these socks to something else. It was weird and wonder. It was like what, what? Toys R Us for books, fam. It's all under one house. Was wearing like really baggy. Wide I mean, a library or a bookstore. I don't know what it, it was. Kind of be was, like Toys R Us or fam, a bookstore. It, 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 it was a vibrary. It was a vibrary. Oh fam. my there's, there's different vibes in there. It's a collection of vibes. <laughs> An eclectic collection of was vibes, the, man. Were the vibranium levels quite? Were they quite high? Well, you had to go in there with a radiation suit, <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> Hazmat. <laughs> Hazmat on full. Um, oh, my God. And then, um, yeah, I almost plucked up the courage because I watched a lot of American sitcoms and they're like, oh, yeah, clam chowder, clam chowder. Does anybody on this <laughs> side know what clam chowder is? I do not know what it is, but I saw it for the first time and I was just like, I didn't take it, but I was just like, mm. This is the clam chowder that they've been going on about for a long time. <laughs> Has anyone here had a clam... Have you had clam chowder? No. What's clam chowder? Explain. I don't even know, fam. But I just... I saw it. It's like... It's like gloopy and stuff. Do you, yeah, that's the word. That's the word. It's gloopy. That's the... Wow. Shake my hand, you Nigerian. Fam. I like gloopy, that. Look, I'm putting our thing to the side. I'll pause to the side, fam. And then um, the tipping culture got into it. I was just like, right, look, they're looking at me like, oh, tip. And I was just like... And it's unexpected on my part, because I was just like, mm, well, you kind of just did your job. I'm like, we're well, handing out participation ribbon. Coming from the Nigerian prince himself. No, from... I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like you, you, you gave, I asked for a bagel, you brought the bagel, and now there's, a, now, now there's a tip. Now there's a tip. Bob, you know Something what small, Stephen, bruv. Something small, bruv. What, what, what I said is, the, is like the tax isn't built into the price. So you come to a till. Oh my days! I've had a couple like, of tax, couple else with tax. That actually be like sixteen thirty-two. I'm like, that's, that's not what whole, we agreed on. That's a whole new <laughs> game. That's a four. That's a four euro difference, fam. That's a whole. That's a whole new price, fam. Like, just tell me how much it is from the get-go, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very it's, strange. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not strange. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it's strange, and then it's just wonderful. And it's just like the. Um, I love the outgoing nature of Americans where they'll, they'll have a conversation, they'll speak, they'll say what's on their mind, they'll yeah, express very, emotions very, out loud in public, which is just like, I'm like, and, and the Brit me is like, oh, 
They're awfully loud on table seven. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they know that they're not the only ones in this restaurant. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, that's dope. It's like a movie, like, bruv. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I thought I was in GTA. Like, I thought if I bumped into the character, I'd be like, hey, watch it, pal. Excellent. It's just like, it was a different, it was a reminder that this country is just such a, a unique a hodgepodge, isn't and it? wonderful. It's amazing, amazing, uh, amazing. Like, the variation of places. I went. I went. I went to a place where I was expecting like a coyote ugly scene. Some like like like. I, I was drinking there and I was just like, okay, cool. I shouldn't be here. And then the Leanne next rams will come out any moment. The, then two two doors down. Oh, we went for a karaoke session, an impromptu karaoke session, uh, which turned into quite a farce. To be honest with you, like we went, we went to a. We went to a dingy and derelict karaoke spot. A dive bar. Dive bar. Huh? A dive bar. I found there's no scuba diving gear or nothing like <laughs> That's that. That's what they're called. Di- dive bar. Yeah, I told you about yeah. this. Or a club. So Let's it? call it a club for you. <laughs> what's, a, what's a dive bar, fam? Dive bar is just like a run-of-the-mill like place that you can go and get a drink and it might be have some like darts or... Fam, the mill was karaoke. not running. I can't even call it running. The mill was not running, fam. It was out of batteries. All out of batteries. It was a slow walk at best. There was That's nothing running. There was nothing running. But, like, they were there, and then you had these Americans who were singing our hearts out to songs I'd never even heard about. It was like... Um, you had your grunge scene, you had, like, people who just... It was a weird collection of people gathered by the sound of music. And it was a wonderful, eclectic night, and basically... America is just America, fam. Like, yeah, that's I'm it, curious to see how <laughs> key when you. That's get... a... I'm curious to see how you find it, key when you go. I think North Carolina is definitely going to be different Completely from Portland, different. Oregon, like, wait and to hear East Coast. That. And that's the difference is that like you go from state to state, and it's such a different, different thing as well. But like, it was nice to be back there because you just forget. True, you just forget. This country's just unique, fam. It's just. You can't even just describe it. I remember it, one, yeah. of, one of your favourite quotes of mine in Out of Home History was when you said Nigeria is like a social experiment. <laughs> would, you, would you say America is a different level to that social experiment? It, it's, at this point, it's not even an experiment. Like, the, 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 they've experimented. This, this, is, this is what they're into, isn't it? It's just, it's just a collection, eclectic collection of different vibes. It's just the skills. You don't know if you're going to get... Um, sour, sweet, or you don't know what is in the mix. I think so Nigeria is an experiment Nigeria. of America. Like, it is... I'm confused about some of the things that happen in the week. Like, I haven't actually come to terms with it or what's happening there. But, like, um... We need to go to America together, actually. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, America there's a couple yeah, of places. Yeah, we, we need to go to Nigeria together, Yeah. number one, and then we need to go to America together. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Oh, and we should let people vote for which state we should go to. Actually, no, nah, some people are evil. No, no. Let's we're, take that. Not that, not that <laughs> power. Fam, that's how we end up in Utah, fam. Yeah, Out of home sure. in Utah. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Utah, Stephen. But um, but yeah, that was um, that that was that was my American adventures. Um, and beautiful, then I've learned that I'm now late booking my holidays because people booked up in Ju- July already, and I haven't even booked anything. So if I no, you still got time, bro. I'm trying to go in June, fam. Is that enough time? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Charge right. the game. Well, thank you, guys, for your time. It's been real, homies. And thank you, listeners, our lovely listeners, for tuning in to the Outfam Podcast with myself, Yaf, Stephen, and Kwame. We'll be back.
with some new experiences. For sure. Peace. You London boys are crazy. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.